0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Touchdown podcast. This is episode 3. I'm Jack, your host, and as always, I'm joined by Emilian.
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: Anthony. How about you, son? And Arif. Good to be back. On today's episode, we'll be discussing our rankings of the 2020 Monday Night Football Games this season. And so, fellas, without further ado, let's get into the rankings. At number 17, we ranked the Steelers at the Giants in week one. Personally, I feel like this is going to be a low-scoring affair, as I don't see Daniel Jones and that Giants offense being able to score a lot against a very good, verging and elite Pittsburgh Steelers defense. emilian what do you think?
1: Yeah, the Steelers defense is going to dominate this matchup completely. Like, their only worry right now is that cornerback on that defense, and I don't believe it would be an issue. I think they're more than capable of handling both Steelers, Shepard, and Gom Tate. And the Giants offence is just it's got so many problems right now, they're not gonna play clean football in week one. Not gonna be an entertaining
2: game at all. Yeah, I agree with you on that, Amelia. I don't I don't see Daniel Jones improving much on his two thousand nineteen campaign. I know it's a week one, so we could see a um surprise in this matchup. Yeah. But at this point I don't think the Giants will be able to match that Silla's defence. Like like you said, I don't think it's will be a very high scoring game.
3: I agree with you there. I believe the kids of the Giants getting anything going on offense will be Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Honestly, he's a playmaker. He doesn't even need a terrific offensive line to get things going. Yeah, just look at his rookie season for that. Exactly, yeah, exactly, but even then, I don't think that would be enough to topple the Pittsburgh. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I do think Jones improves on his rookie season. However, I don't think by week one they'll be as cohesive as an offensive unit to be able to uh, dominate that Steelers defense. Yeah. At number 16, we have the Buccaneers at the Giants in week eight. I don't think the Giants will be able to contain 10 offense at all. I don't think their defense is going to be able to handle, you know, as many offensive weapons as the Buccaneers possess. And I think this game won't be very close. And I think it's worthy of being ranked at this position. Emelian?
1: Yeah, the Giants' defense is worse than their offense. And they're facing Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin and Gronkowski. How, how are they going to be able to contain them? How are they going to... I can't even see them slowing them down. There's so
0: many weapons. Exactly.
1: Uh, so yeah, dominating matchup for the Buccaneers. No chance they'll lose this one for me.
2: I think this game being ranked at 16th is worthy because it has the same kind of reasoning for it being ranked so low on our list as it does for the Steelers-Giants game which we had at 17th. Good debate's even worse of a matchup because the Giants defense is so much um, less capable of stopping the Buccaneers offense. So... This one looks to be more of a, looks to be more of a blowout compared to the Steelers game, so for me, this has no appeal at all.
0: I agree, Anthony. I feel like this game is worse than the Steelers Giants game because I think at least uh the Giants will be will be able to keep it closer against the Steelers compared to yeah. against the buccaneers roof yeah
3: I, I agree with that point. I feel like the only reason the game is a, a, like at number sixteen instead of. At number 17 is just because the Buccaneers putting on a show yeah. for the viewers. I think, again, the Giants won't be able to do much on offense. And as I mentioned last week, the Bucs have the number one rushing defense in the league. Yeah.
1: I just want to mention that I think this game should be higher, is and should and is higher than the Steelers-Giants because it is week 8. So both teams yeah. will be playing clean football by this point. This week one matchup between Steelers Jets is not going to be clean at all. It's going to yeah, be exactly. a very sloppy game yeah. and not very appealing at all compared to this one, which has some sort of attention brought to it.
0: At number 15, we have the Patriots at the Jets in week nine. It's obviously a division matchup. I think this matchup could be as tight as we've seen in recent years. The Jets have improved, and I believe they really have a shot at overpowering at overpowering the Patriots, especially at home. I think their defense is... Low-key good, especially with the Jamal Adams back there, I feel like if the Patriots don't have their quarterback situation sorted out, I think the Jets have a real chance of staging an upset million.
1: I think it'll be a slugfest between both of these defenses. Neither offense is particularly good right now. I mean, Patriots, we haven't seen much, but but if last season was an indication, they're not going to be that good this year on offense. Both defenses are great, but I don't see the Patriots losing this one. I think the Patriots' defense will be too much for Sam Darnold and the rest of that Jets' offense. So I see the Patriots winning this
2: one pretty convincingly. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I do think this will be a very sloppy affair because obviously the Patriots, I don't think they've um, solved their quarterback situation. Their offense seems a bit shaky going into this season. The Jets, on the other hand, almost not the same level as the Patriots are offensively, but I still think, I still think this game... It could be interesting just because it's a a, a, um, division rivalry. That's at the best. I don't think this would be very interesting. Maybe a good defensive matchup. I'm not sure. I reckon it's worthy of being 15th in our list.
3: It may be an unpopular opinion, but I think the Jets do have a chance in this game. I reckon if in his third season, Sam Donald performs to the level that the Jets have been expecting Mm -hmm. him to perform at, the Jets' offense will be a lot more well-rounded because we can't forget the Jets do have... Le'Veon Bell as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: I just want to point out that Sam Donald, while he may be a good quarterback, he doesn't have very strong weapons on that team. Like He doesn't have a very, very good receiver. He doesn't have a great tight end. He's got Le'Veon Bell with him, but is that enough really to get that offense going?
2: And against arguably the best defense in the NFL. I don't think yeah. yeah, I don't okay. think him don't think Sam Darnold will have a very easy time against the Patriots at all.
0: Or if the point you brought up, I don't think it's unpopular at all. I think the Jets have a pretty good chance at winning this game. Uh I'm a really big believer in Sam Darnold. Um I think he's the best quarterback in this division at the moment. Uh I think that him and draftee Denzel Mims could build a connection in his rookie season and really test that Patriots secondary.
3: That's a good point. there. I also want to mention about the Jets wide receivers. They did lose Robbie Anderson, but yep. you have to look at the speed they gain. They got Brichard Perryman, they got Denzel Mims in the draft. That's a lot of speedy players right there, and they have the return of Jamison Yeah, as I was
0: going to mention, Jamison Cray is one of the best slot receivers in the game, in my opinion. At number 14, we have the Steelers at the Bengals in Week 15. This, is an, this was a pretty good division rivalry a few years ago. Um, like the Patriots and Jets game, I think this matchup could be as tight as we've seen in recent years because of the projected improvement of the Bengals this season. I still think Pittsburgh will get over the top, but I think it would be much closer than we've seen in past years. I think Joe Burrow could even elevate them to the point where they have a chance of beating the Steelers. Um, It's a late-season game, so I think the Steelers obviously will be in the playoff conversation. I don't think Cincinnati will. But it will be a test for Joe Burrow against a really good Steelers defense.
1: Yeah, there's a slight possibility that there are playoff implications in this game, just because it's week 15. And you never know, the Bengals could surprise everyone and become a, like, compete for a wildcard spot. Steelers, I believe, there's no doubt that they will do that. So it could be a good one, but I don't think that the Bengals are at that level yet. They still have a lot of positions that need to improve on their team. Um, Steelers front seven I feel like are gonna to be too much for that Bengals offensive line. Joe Burrow won't be able Joe Mixon as well, won't be able to get the get run game going. Put more pressure on Joe Burrow. I don't mm. see the Bengals winning this one.
2: I think if you take a second just to look at just ignoring all the facts of like how good this matchup may be on paper, I think that's week fifteen. It's the Steelers Bengals. It's over the over the last few decades it has been a very hotly contested rivalry. So it doesn't really matter how, where these teams are tracking. I still think week fifteen, this is going to be a good game that everyone's going to want to watch. The playoff implications are going to be huge, coming into the season. So I reckon this could be um, higher up in our risk, on our list just because it's so close to the end of the season.
3: Yeah, I believe there may be playoff implications for the Steelers, but not for the Bengals. Yeah. I think the key to this game is the Bengals keeping up low scoring as it was in the last game they played the score was 16-10 I know that Mason Rudolph and Devlin Hodges yep. were at quarterback but still if they can slow down that Steelers offense and keep it low scoring it may be an interesting matchup
0: yeah Anthony I feel, I feel like you're overhyping the matchup a little bit it is late season I think the Steelers will be in the playoff picture but I don't think the Bengals will be
3: hmm.
0: at 13 yeah. we have the Rams at the Buccaneers in week 11 um, I definitely think there's the potential for a shootout here If the Rams can bounce back from a disappointing 2019 season This game could be really close However, in, it's, it's in Tampa Bay And I think the Bucs get the win relatively convincingly But I think we will see somewhat of a shootout Between these two quarterbacks with the weapons on each team
1: Yeah, these are obviously two very pass-heavy offences right now You know, the Rams lost Todd Gurley So big question mark there at running back uh, Who's going to carry that rushing attack? They both have respectable defenses. I mean, the Bucks, have, as we said before, had the best rushing defense, and their passing defense was also pretty good. It's only going to get better now. Um, Goff gets to, go back, uh, gets to go head-to-head with Brady for the first time since Super Bowl 53. We'll see if he's learned anything from that game. I know he's not playing the Patriots' defense, but it's still that kind of like anticipation that he wants to beat Brady. So mm. it's a pretty interesting matchup. Uh, I think it's fine being here at Week 13. I don't see this being a very... Get
0: like big game via can, but I think it's fine here. Yeah. Million, sorry, Anthony. I liked your point there about the pass-heavy offenses. You mentioned last week about the lack of a uh, rushing presence in Tampa Bay. Yeah. I feel like that would definitely mean um more you know passing plays here in this game between these two man, uh, teams, Anthony. Yeah. Um, interesting over the last few years, we
2: haven't seen um, Tampa Bay. Obviously, um, the the home ground there in Tampa be much of a formidable atmosphere yeah I know what you mean yeah. yeah I mean obviously the Buccaneers are hyped to be a way, a way better team than they were in yeah. 2019 but I wonder this being a primetime game as well whether the crowd atmosphere comes into play against a team a Rams team which is looking to bounce back so yeah. they're, they're on their back foot in terms of the Rams improving I wonder if the crowd play, plays a role in this yeah, game is it really
1: you... a home field advantage yeah exactly that's what, yeah
2: I don't really think it is
1: I don't believe so either like they're definitely when you come when you think of teams that have you know such
3: strong home field advantages you think maybe Kansas City, Seattle you don't think Tampa
1: Bay yeah exactly
3: yeah that's a very good point there I think I I agree with all the points that you guys made I think this game is definitely shootout material as they showed last season with the 55-40 game that was that was a very offensive
0: showcase right there yeah in terms of appeal for this game, I think it really is just the the entertainment kind of aspect obviously it's week eleven uh i don't know if it has that many plus implications it is nearing towards the end of the season, but I think the real appeal here is the uh you know the the offensive weapons and the potential shootout in week uh at number twelve we have the Falcons at the Green Bay Packers in week four i think this also has the potential to be a shootout with the offensive players involved in this game i feel like the packers do end up winning comfortably but i think it's less the potential to be a close one anthony
2: yeah i i think i do believe with you it's going to be what i believe it will be a shootout but week four there's not much at stake at all it's the first quarter of the season um but apart from that, the appeal of this game, I reckon, is, is there. I reckon it's definitely worthy of being 12th in our list. Obviously, the Falcons didn't have a great season last year, looking to bounce back. And we've talked about the Packers declining. So on paper, these teams do seem relatively even. I do
1: want to point out that, yes, the Falcons didn't have a good season last year. They started off 1-7. and seven, So after the first eight games, first half of the season, they were 1-7. and seven. After that, though, they won six of their last eight. So in that second half of the season, they drastically improved. And I truly believe that they can be a good team this season going in. The, uh, the addition of Todd Gurley, while it's not incredible, obviously, because of his knee, it certainly improves their run defense. Uh, their run offense. Sorry. And it's still, they're still dangerous offense. You've still got Matt Ryan at quarterback, Julio Jones a receiver. Yeah. Todd Gurley at run back, Like on paper, that is great, and it's evenly matched with this team. Yeah. I yeah, think it's exactly. going to be a fun game. I feel game. like there's
0: still question marks about that Atlanta defense, and I feel like in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers will have a chance to expose that. Yeah. And so I think the Packers doing comfortably a rift.
3: Yeah, some good points there. I I do want to mention the addition of Todd Gurley. Although there are heaps of question marks surrounding his knee injury, there was a video surfaced this week about him working out on that knee, and he looked in pretty good shape. And if he shows by week four that he's capable of hand, handling around 20 carries per game, I reckon this will be really important. Because as we saw in the playoffs, that Packers run defense yeah, exactly. is atrocious. I'm also excited to see the rematch between Julio Jones and Jair Alexander. Yes, that is going to be In his rookie season, Jair got smoked by Julio. He, he got taken back to college right there. He had <laughs> Julio had eight catches, 106 yards, and two touchdowns. I really want to see that match up. Yeah, I do agree that this is definitely going to be a very fun game, especially this early in the season.
1: We don't know how, how good these teams are at this point in Week yeah. 4. Either one could win this game at
0: this point. Riff, do you think the Packers' run defence is atrocious?
3: I think when, when it
1: matters... I must have
0: forgotten about Kenny Clark there. He's one of the better-nosed tackles in the league. But just
1: look look at their games against the 49ers, who do operate a very run-heavy offense. But that's
0: the 49ers. I mean, this is, this is the Atlanta Falcons talking about. If we
3: have to look at the, the Falcons' offensive line. I think they have some good interior players, such they. as Chris Lindstrom. I think if they can get Kenny Clark they can create some gaps in that uh, with their offensive line I think that will go a long way and way. Jack I do want to mention the Green Bay Packers were in the
1: bottom half of the league in rushing yards against per game so their their rushing defense is not good it's it's very average at best yeah I, 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 I don't d-
0: think it's good by any means but I don't know if I'd go as far to call it as it, uh, I don't know if I'd go as far as to call it atrocious
1: but if Todd Gurley can play well this game he will make them look atrocious. I think
0: Gurley right? is a pretty underrated acquisition for the Falcons. I think, you know, honest, I don't really buy into the fact, I don't really, don't really really buy into the argument that this knee injury is going to derail his career. I think he's a very talented back, and I think he's still can have a pretty established career. Yeah. At number 11, we have the Chargers at the Saints in week five. Uh, it's the early season game. Uh, no platform implications. Obviously, it's AFC versus NFC. I think the Saints will wipe the floor with the Chargers. And uh, as I don't think LA will have their QB situations sorted out by week five, you know, they've got Herbert and Taylor there. I don't know if they maybe add a third guy in. Um, yeah, I, I just... I really believe that this should be ranked a bit lower than we have it ranked.
3: That's a good point there. By week five, it is going to be... It'll it will be the deciding factor in this game. Whether whether the Chargers have Justin Herbert, and even if they do have Herbert starting, it's early in the season, so will he really be comfortable playing with that yeah. offense? I mean... Who do you think's going to be under center for the Chargers by Week 5? I think it will still be Tyrod Taylor, and only just... Do you think he'll last four whole games? I reckon... I, I, the only reason I think he might is because of the fact that, of the whole coronavirus thing, they haven't been able to go to training camp and Herbert hasn't been able to throw to his receivers as early as he would have, but we got to remember Tyrod Taylor at the Browns when Baker Mayfield was the number one overall pick, he lasted one and a half games maybe before he got injured Tyrod and Baker Mayfield came in and took No,
1: Tyrod wasn't injured, they benched him during the Jets game because he was underperforming, he was severely underperforming. Baker came in and won the game for the Browns. I do believe it'll be a similar situation here. I think by week five, the Chargers will have chosen Justin Herbert as their yeah. number one guy. I don't think Tyrell Taylor is good enough. I agree
0: more. with you. Their opening run is, sorry, Anthony, the, they've got the Bengals, uh, they've got the Chiefs, the Panthers, and the Buccaneers before the yeah. Saints. I yeah. think if Taylor hasn't already lost his job after those four games, he may even lose it during that fifth game there. I'll
2: to make that same point. Those first four games, very tough especially if someone hasn't played you know, in like a solid starting um, position for a few years I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if Justin Herbert gets a starting job uh, coming into the Saints game I
0: think even in week one against the Bengals in Cincinnati they might struggle Um, the Chargers I-, I don't know it's, it's week one yeah. I feel like the chi- uh, the Bengals may even beat the Chargers and put-, put even more pressure on how to perform
1: I do yeah. also want to mention the Chargers defense here I mean you've got Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram on yeah. the defensive line it's a really then you've defense. got that secondary led by Chris Harris Casey Hayward and Derwin James that is lethal and it's going to be very interesting to see how Drew Brees Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara face that
0: it's really all about defense. yeah it's really all about how their offense goes because it's mm-hmm. it's. I mean their defense is one of the best in the game and it's really all on the offensive whether they can stay on the field for most of these games yeah. Yeah. at number 10 We have the Bears at the Rams in Week 7. I think it's a very evenly matched game. I'm predicting both teams to make jumps from their disappointing 2019 seasons. It may not be overly high scoring, but I think it'd be pretty tight, especially as it's in Los Angeles instead of Soldier Field, Emilian.
1: Yeah, I do agree. I think this will definitely be a close game. One, One score game, for sure. But I don't see it being incredibly entertaining. Like, even if it is a great defensive battle, I don't see how this game matches up we saw how we, how they played each other in 2018 in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. That was ugly. That was yeah. just a dominating performance by the Bears on, yep. the, on the defensive front, but it wasn't very entertaining at all. We just saw bad passes all day from both quarterbacks. It was a uh, slugfest. And I think it'll be similar this time around. The Bears did have a top 10 defense in total passing and rushing yards per game last year, and that's with uh, key injuries, most notably Akeem Hicks and Danny Trebatham. So... I don't think the Rams' offense will be able to do much against a healthy Bears defense. Yeah,
2: exactly. Um, obviously, yeah, you mentioned a 2018 matchup between these two teams. When I look at this matchup, the Week 7 matchup um, in LA, I, I can't, yeah, I, I really see lots of shades of that game. I really think it'll be pretty similar to that matchup. Obviously, conditionally, will be will favor the Rams in this one, but overall, I still think the Bears can get this one done in a, quite, in a very defensive game.
3: I wanna mention the Bears D line. They got better with the addition of Robert Quinn whereas the Rams offensive line kind of got a bit worse. They don't have a good interior anymore. I knew they they used to with Roger Safford and stuff. Now they're all gone. They have much younger players and it'll be interesting to see how the Bears can take care
0: of that. These two teams did meet last season in Los Angeles. The final score was seventeen to seven. In favor of the rams like he like didn't mention um Emilia, i think this game in terms of its uh entertain its, it's like appeal as an entertaining game i think it depends on um the offensive product we see from both teams yep. because we both know that they each each of these defenses does have potential it's all about whether um these offenses can get going at number nine we have the saints at the raiders in week two Now, personally, I believe this game is ranked way too high on our rankings. Mm -hmm. It's an NFC versus AFC game. It's got no playoff implications and it's in week two. Additionally, I don't think the game itself will be close as I think the Raiders will win pretty easily. The Raiders will win. Oh, sorry. The Saints will win pretty easily. Yeah. My apologies. I think uh, one of the only entertaining aspects about this game is the fact that we will see the Raiders' new stadium in Las Vegas and that's about it, fellas. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm very hyped for this game just for the reveal of Allegiant yep. Stadium. I really like the design of it, and I know it's very likely that the fans won't be attending the game by this time. But I think it will be a very nice sight to see. I mean, we've seen the design of it; it's very nice. That being said, I do not think the Saints lose this one. But there is a possibility that they have a big win in Week One against the Bucks. They're riding high; they're feeling overconfident about this one. No they coming chance. into it, they come into it thinking they've already won. And we've seen the Raiders; they can upset some teams. They have. Mm. Last year, they weren't a bad team. They were competing for a wild card spot until they lost to the Jags and Jets and all that. But I don't think that they're that bad of a team. I can't see them competing for a, a wildcard spot this season. If the
0: Saints lose this game, I'll wear a Packers jersey for a week. I'll give you that. <laughs> what happened?
2: Yeah, I mean, when you say some teams, they can upset some teams. I don't think the Saints are part of that some teams category. I don't think they're going to lose to the Raiders. At, obviously, there's no home field advantage because it's obviously the unveiling of the new stadium.
0: I think you guys but, are over that. Like, I mean, in you know, honestly gives a crap. Well, there are people it's, out there. That's not why I'm watching the game. Are, I'm watching to see the product in the field.
2: I speak for all those fans out there who like the architecture. They like seeing. <laughs> there are people out there who the like seeing new
0: stadiums. Maybe Ted Mosby.
2: <laughs> for me, I'm personally looking forward to the to the opening um, of the Rams' new and stadium. And that's one of my hearts of the season, but that's off topic. I still think it'll be a good thing to see. But if week two, like you said, Jack. There's not much at stake at all. AFC versus NFC, I think Saints get the job done pretty decisively. But, but we have seen that
1: good teams do yeah. not play well at the start of the season. Week 1, yeah. 2, and 3 are anomalies Fair for enough, good yeah. teams playing bad. So that's why the Saints still could lose this one. But I that's, don't think it's like a 99% short victory. I think it's more
2: it, 80-20. Ranked, this
0: game should not be ranked in our top 10. That's say, just all I have to say about it. Being ranked
2: ninth on this list and for it to only have the the amusing aspect of it potentially being an upset for the Raiders, that's not enough for it to be ranked ninth in my opinion.
3: even the fact that the stadium is the new stadium's being unveiled, I don't see why it should be this high yeah, and solid yeah. because of that. I I think the Raiders are too unproven to be in contention to be matching up with someone like the Saints, like the Saints coming into their stadium and, and losing that game. I don't I mean look look at the people they got. The Raiders have a new-look linebacking call with Nick Kwiatkowski, Corey Littleton and Nicholas Morrow. I think they're a really unproven bunch. They haven't all played together and it's week two, so I think the Saints will definitely take advantage of that.
2: Yeah. I was going to make a point. Sorry, Jack. Um, Obviously, the Las Vegas Vegas area haven't had a football team um, in the history, so this is like the tourism hub of America, domestic travel. So I think... This is massive for the NFL to have a team here. Going forward, if they can establish a team here, being the Raiders, this would be a really, really big moment for the NFL. Yeah, I
1: agree. I do believe the hype around the stadium and the new Las Vegas team is enough to put in top 10. Obviously, yeah. the, I don't think it's going to be game of the year or anything. I do think the Raiders do have a chance, though, of winning this game. Just keep
0: in mind, we're debating the actual games, the matchups themselves rather than the teams. Yes, yeah, so but well, we're also
1: discussing... How, how anticipated we are for this yeah. for these matches. Yeah, but I mean, the
0: stadium is just a very, very small detail of the overall I matchup. I think
2: it's a very large detail of the matchup. That's it. where the argument comes in.
0: Oh, uh, so I guess I just watched the Bears game to see Soldier Stadium. Uh, Soldier Field, then will not I? Yeah, but Soldier Field isn't new. This is a yeah, brand new stadium. It's a stadium. stadium. I mean,
2: <laughs> there are a lot of fans that would like to see a new stadium for the first time.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, Riff, I was just going to debate your point when you were mentioning about linebackers. That's all good and well, but the secondary is still fairly weak I don't buy into the draft selection of Damon Arnett in the first round and I think whoever comes up against Michael Thomas will get torched
3: Hmm.
0: I think that'll be Prince Mukamara. he had a very good coverage grid but again
3: I agree with your point he was terrible
0: last season Prince Mukamara. he's washed
3: I'm pretty sure he had a, a pretty good season last year like
2: well new team could have a new look we don't know exactly
0: at number eight, we have the Titans at the Broncos in week one. I don't think this game will be overly high scoring. I don't think Ryan Tannehill slash Derek Henry and co will be able to produce at a high level against that still great Denver defense. Mm. Also, I don't. Th- I think Tennessee's defense may also trouble Drew-, Drew Locke, who I'm not very certain is the future quarterback of the Broncos. Emilian?
1: Yeah, these two teams I feel will definitely have strong cases for making the playoffs this season. I do believe the Titans... By this time, it's week one, they'll definitely still have the entire game plan revolve around Derrick Henry and him yeah. giving him as many carries as possible and him carrying the game. Uh, on the Broncos' side, though, I do think they can definitely take advantage of uh, very average Titans front seven. they They're not. Yeah. I don't think they're going to get to Drew Locke on every play. I don't think they're going to terrorise that Broncos' offensive line. I do think Drew Lock's going to be able to get the ball off. We've seen him move in the pocket quite a bit, and I think he will definitely be capable of getting it done today uh,
0: they did yeah. lose Jarrell Casey the Titans so exactly. I think it does work in working favour so I do think the
1: Broncos have good potential to win this game though
2: yeah I'm just interested to see how the Titans come out and start their new season obviously they made a very 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 good playoff push going deep into the playoffs losing to the Chiefs last season in the conference championship game I think I think we'll see a very similar Titans team given it's against the Broncos um, week one uh, but I'm I'm just, I'm just interested to see the first Sunday night game of the season. It's Broncos mm-hmm. crowd is always it's always good fun to to watch. Yeah, a good Stadium is definitely
1: yeah
0: a exactly very good home crowd. I mean, we yeah. talk about home field advantages as one of the best. Exactly, yeah, and with the altitude.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know. and with like eighty thousand fans as well. Um, yeah, so week one, it, it, this is worthy of being number eight on the list for me for sure. I agree.
0: At number seven, we have the Arizona Cardinals at the Dallas Cowboys in week six. I believe this will be a shootout. I think both Prescott and Murray will be given license to air it out. Dallas' secondary is pretty shaky after the loss of Byron Jones. They didn't really address it in the draft, and therefore it may allow DeAndre Hopkins to run wild. I also believe Dak and Amari Cooper may thrive against Arizona's secondary at home at 18th t Stadium. Mm-hmm. Arif?
3: I think that's a, a good point you made there about the Cowboys not really replacing... Byron Jones too well. I well, think the
0: opposite to go to is to, for CD Lamb where they had um mm. a few good cornerbacks they on had the board. A
3: lot of people on the board there. And I'm, I'm not really sure that receiver was the right way to go. I agree. Especially with the fact they already have Cooper and Michael Gallup. Especially he had a breakout season as well. I I, I really don't see the The Cowboys blowing the Cardinals out of the water here. I reckon. I think I lose. It, it. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get at. I mean, by week six, I reckon Kyle Murray and DeAndre Hopkins will have a nice thing going, mm-hmm. as Deshaun Watson and he did in in Houston.
0: In I terms should. of sorry, in, in terms of containing, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, I feel like uh, Arizona's selection of Isaiah Simmons as a top ten pick was is went a really. You know, long way in mm. attempting to like, you know, limit his impact in the game. You I million? do
1: want to point out that the Cardinals' linebacker core right now, consisting of Chandler Jones, Jordan Hicks, and rookie Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson, is very strong. Yeah. And if the Cardinals want to stop Zeke and the rest of that Cowboys offense, that's where they'll have to do it. It'll be those linebacker It'll be up to those linebackers to stop Zeke from producing in the run game and force Dak Prescott to throw because the Cardinals didn't have a good run game. Uh, run defense last year, bottom ten in the league, yep. and that will be the key. I predict Calum Murray to have a better sophomore season than his rookie season. I think he'll only improve from here. The addition of DeAndre Hopkins definitely doesn't hurt, and I think there's going to be a very entertaining Week Six game.
0: Yeah. Well, the other threat, are, uh, with Isaiah Simmons is he can be he can play at both linebacker and strong safety, and so um, Arizona can really mix up their defensive coverages, uh, coverages to try and confuse Dallas, yep. Anthony.
2: Yeah, I really like um, just DeAndre Hopkins going against the Cowboys secondary there. Obviously, you mentioned the Cowboys losing Byron Jones in the offseason. I think it's a very big loss for them. So I reckon Kyler Murray um, uh, getting better in this season with the addition of DeAndre Hopkins. This looks like to be a very good matchup in terms of that. I predict it'll be pretty high scoring. Like you said, Jack, I reckon Prescott and Murray will get licensed to air it out, as you said. Mm-hmm. Um So I reckon this is definitely deserving of being seventh on our list. Week six, there's not a lot at stake. It just seems like a very good matchup on paper.
0: At number six, we have a pretty good division matchup with the Ravens at the Browns in week 14. I believe this division rivalry may be one of the best this season. I think the Browns will improve on their relatively disappointing 2019 season and may challenge Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, especially with it being in Cleveland. Moreover, this is a late-season game and definitely has implications for both teams. Obviously, I think the Ravens are a lock for the playoffs and that division. However, I also think the Browns will definitely challenge for a wild-card spot. Emilian?
1: Yeah, for me, this has huge potential to be a Game of the Year candidate. I mean, Week 14, there's a lot on the line here, Mm. division matchup. Both teams have all the right pieces they need in terms of uh, on their roster. The Ravens, however, have proven they can actually be great, unlike the Browns, who are overhypes going into last season and they fell flat. But I think a lot of that was to blame on the coaching stuff and now that Freddie Kitchens is gone, mm. I do believe the Browns could surprise everyone and <laughs> even maybe compete for that division at this point. Uh both secondaries are very good, so I expect the uh passing attacks to be quite limited.
2: Yeah. Uh obviously Browns clearly have Odell Beckham and they didn't, they didn't quite get the um the usage out of him in 2019 as they would have liked ideally for me I'd like to see Odell Beckham come back into his uh, like 2016 2017 form like he had in New York week 14 against the Ravens getting him going um that would be great to see I really think this game could be boosted in terms of its um uh, appeal entity, yeah, appeal because of that first factors obviously the Ravens um They've added J.K. Dobbins. I'm not sure how much of a, of a boost that would be, but I still think the Ravens will be pretty much what the team to beat in the AFC going against a Browns team, which I only see increasing in terms of their um, their performance. So I reckon there's a lot at stake. Division rivalry, this is should be, I reckon, higher on our list. We've just been waiting for the Browns to get going.
3: I mean, yeah. like you mentioned before, they do have all the pieces and they improve yet again from their 2019 season in their off season, they went and got the best tight end available Austin Hooper hmm. they went into the draft they drafted Donovan Peoples Jones out of Michigan maybe to compete for that slot role and then on defense they went and drafted Grant Delput from LSU so they really they filled the gaps that they needed and they really have everyone they need to succeed it's just a matter of time for them to get it yeah. going
0: I agree At number five, we have the Buffalo Bills at the New England Patriots in Week 16. Uh, Obviously, it's a division matchup. This could be the first time in years Buffalo has the upper hand on the Patriots in this division. With this one being played in Foxborough, however, I think New England has a really good chance of upsetting the Bills if they can sort out their QB situation. It is obviously late in the season, so I think by then they will have a pretty stable solution at quarterback, whether it be Stidham, Hoyer, or someone else. Um. obviously the game has of implications and I think it goes it may even go a long way in determining the winner of the AFC East
1: yeah I do believe that this game will decide the winner of that division I think both teams will have a similar record by the time this game comes around but I don't think they'll be at a similar level in terms of how they play the reason I think they'll be similar in terms of their record is because I can't see the Patriots losing division games against the Jets and Dolphins this season mm-hmm. at worst I think they'll lose one of those four games Whereas the Bills are far more likely to be inconsistent in those games, maybe losing two or three of them mm. when they shouldn't. We know that that roster is stacked with talent. They Theoretically, they should be one of the best teams in the league, but I still think the inexperience with Josh Allen right now could, plays a big factor in the consistency of this Bills team. Yeah.
2: yeah, I'm really excited for the Bills this season, and particularly in this matchup. It's the last um, uh, of the Monday night matchups uh, being Week 16. Um, I reckon if the Bills can beat the Patriots in this matchup, which I'm hopeful they can, this will prove I reckon it will prove that the Bills are finally, once they've overtaken the, the Patriots, but are like really like can really challenge them in terms of like uh, going into the playoffs and performing and and being that team to beat from the AFC East. So just in terms of that, I think this game going into the twenty twenty season has a lot of hype. So I'm really looking forward to this one. I'm
3: interested to see in week 16 the Bills traveling to Foxborough. I'm I'm interested I'm interested to see if the Patriots defense can rattle Josh yeah. Allen heading into possibly a playoff berth. They probably will win the division in the, in the AFC East. I'm interested to see if that like Stefan Gilmore that that secondary I'm 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 oh, I'm curious. I do to want to see.
1: mention though that Devin Singletary had a great rookie season with the Bills. I mean, he had 775 yards on 151 carries. And I think he's set for an even better sophomore season. He'll get a lot more of the ball. And I think if he can get going against that very tough Patriots defense, there's no doubt in my mind that the Bills win here and take the division with them.
2: I reckon, (coughs) theoretically, if the Bills were to come into Foxborough and win this game, the atmosphere and the appeal of the Bills going into the playoffs as being the team to beat in the AFC East, considering they haven't won a playoff game in over 20 years, yep. this will be such a crucial matchup. Yep. I could, like, I'm like i really looking forward to this one. It should be higher on the list, I reckon.
0: I think it's at a pretty good spot. But they the Bills feature, again, at number four in their rankings when they travel to San Francisco to play the 49ers in Week 13. I think it's a really good matchup. Um, as you know, we've got that really basically elite, Bills defense going against a really good offense in the 49ers. It'll be a really good test uh, for that defense to go against the 49ers in San Francisco. I think it's a pretty tough ask in terms of getting a win, um, but I think they'll keep it tight. I do see see the 49ers winning this game, um, not convincingly. It is in week 13, so I think it will have playoff implications. Even though it's an uh, uh, AFC versus NFC game, I think Mm -hmm. it will um, have some implications a million?
1: Yeah, for me, this is just a better version of the Bills-Patriots. The quality of the defense will be the same, but I think it will be a much more exciting game. Mm-hmm. On the offensive side, the 49ers have a much, much better offense yeah, than the Patriots here, sure. and it'll be very exciting to see how the Bills' elite defense can play against that dangerous 49ers offense. While I don't see the 49ers being a better team than they were last season, they're still Super Bowl contenders. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo has Debo Samuel, who's only going to get better from here. George Kittle is going to stay at that elite best tight end in, in the league level and their run game I don't think will uh, de- de- decrease much at all. Yeah, there just, are so with many... the, just with the loss of Matt Breida I don't think that's enough for them to stop being such a dangerous
0: running team. Yeah, there is so many offensive weapons there that need to be accounted for in that Bills defense. Anthony?
2: Yeah. Obviously we're comparing the matchups on this list. So the matchup we had before on the 5 was Bills and Patriots and this being... Obviously, I, I, I agree that this is a better matchup on paper. Although, Jackie did mention it's an AFC versus NFC matchup. I'm not sure if there is... Well, okay, I do believe these two teams were making 12 pushes, but I reckon there's more at stake in the Patriots-Bills game. Yep. So for me, I like this game being at 5th and the Bills at Patriots game being 4th. But nonetheless, I still think this is a good matchup and definitely a very good big test for Josh Allen and the Bills.
0: I think this is a better game than Bills at Patriots just because of the on-field yeah. talent that we're yeah. seeing and I think the quality of the two teams themselves is better than well it's, it's basically yeah. just yeah. the 49ers against the Patriots if you're talking about the quality um, I I just think it's the product we see on the field going is going I, yeah, I it's, agree it's, with, it's, it's with it's more that. appealing yeah. I think that's why we, we rank it better than yeah
2: well maybe it's me personally Bills. thinking I, obviously, yeah, Anthony yeah. is right
1: there's yeah, a lot yeah, less yeah, at yeah. stake
0: compared to yeah, Bills yeah, at yeah. Patriots it's 13 still, is still, yeah. it, it could decide, I mean, this game could decide, you know, it, it could help the Patriots if they lose, if the Bills yeah. lose, yeah. It, you yeah. know, it could help, uh, you know, Seattle or the Rams if the 49ers lose, you yeah. know, it definitely does implications. this season game. That, yeah.
3: That's a really good point there, Jack, that you just said. The the playoff implications, I know they added a seventh spot for the playoffs, yeah. but we ha- we have to think about the NFC, like the NFC West, is the most competitive division in in the NFC. I I think. Yeah, and the I... AFC, it, I'll be really interested to see. Yeah. The, it will yeah. be tight. Like it's yeah. gonna be a tight division, and that's a good point. If the Niners lose, it really
2: opens the door for LA and Yeah, yeah. I really, I really like that point. You mentioned how this um they've changed the rules in terms of like the playoff um, uh, uh Yep. Yeah. So. This this matchup will have a lot at stake in terms of that because yeah you mentioned the um, Seahawks the Rams Patriots could even fall to a wild card spot maybe even the, Dol- the Cardinals like yeah those, exactly, yeah exactly yeah there's a lot realistically there's a lot of different combinations of teams that could get a sneaky seventh seeding in the NFC or AFC so yeah this game does I can it is top five, I reckon it definitely yeah. is in that you
0: know, As you said, not only is it the most competitive division in the NFC I think it's the most competitive division in the NFL with all four teams realistically having chances at making a playoff push this season. At number three we have the Vikings at the Bears in week 10, it's a division matchup the Vikings have you know perennially, perennially struggled at Soldier Field, especially this last decade and with the projected improvement this year from the Bears, I think uh, Chicago could really challenge Minnesota in this game, Emilian.
1: Yeah, the Bears have dominated this matchup in the last two seasons. They've won all four games within that time frame, so I don't see the Bears losing here. But I do think that the NFC North right now is definitely the hardest division to predict for the season. I think uh the Vikings, Bears, and Packers mm-hmm. each have a case for either winning the division and barring that, making the wild card, uh taking the wild card spot. Maybe both of them, the mm-hmm. remaining two. So this game is going to be crucial um, as to how that division pans out, whether the Vikings or Bears will be on top. I don't think the Packers will win the division at the moment. But if both teams are healthy, I think this is going to be a very entertaining matchup with crucial golf implications. Yes,
0: that's a good point you make there, Emilian, about this division and the the, the teams not having a very certain... You know, it's hard to predict with these teams, Even even the lines. I mean, like the Packers, you know, most people think they might decline... Uh, the Vikings, you know, with the players they've lost, who knows if they're going to be better or worse. The Bears were, you know, pretty poor last season, you know, judging by the 2018 standards, so they could improve. The Lions, well, you know, we think they might improve every season, but, you know, who knows, really? Yeah. the division is very hard to predict, mm. Anthony.
2: Yeah, I think, obviously, we've talked about the Bears' defence being really strong going into the season. I don't know if the Vikings, with all the losses they've had... um, especially on, um, on defense, on offense. I don't think they can match the Bears uh, at Soldier Field, especially like they struggled last year in this matchup, and I don't think they're going to improve on that. But again, this like you said, this division is very wide open. By Week 10, we could be seeing a very different Minnesota, a very different Chicago, who knows? So with this one, there's a lot of question marks around it just in terms of how these teams will be tracking by Week 10. But I still think it will be. I, I like to think it will be pretty close in terms of the score in this game. I think it'll be very high scoring, but it will be within a one score game. I predict.
0: Anthony, I that's a good point you make there. Um, with with you know who knows where these are going to be in week ten. I feel yeah. like with the replacements that have had to be made for the Vikings, both on offense and defense, it, it may have it, ten weeks may be enough time for them to kind of adjust and yeah. really start yeah. thriving as a you know more cohesive unit. So. No, we don't really know yet, but it, um, it does pose to be a pretty even match up earth,
3: Yeah, that's a good point. I'm, honestly, for the Vikings, I'm really interested to see how they do in the first half of the year. How they go up to this Week 10 game with all those, those changes. I mean, their team has got, gotten significantly younger. Look at the changes they made on offense with drafting Justin Jefferson in the first mm-hmm. round. And then on defense... No more Everson Griffin. They're going to have to look at a new right end there. And then they're, they're secondary. I mean, obviously, they still have the reliable like Smith and Anthony Harris. But yeah. when you look at their corners, I know Xavier Rose wasn't too good last season. They have a rookie and Jeff Gladney and then Mike Hughes, who's often injured. So I'm interested to see what happens in this game.
0: Yeah. At number two, we have the Seahawks at the Eagles in week 12. This matchup is a generally tight and entertaining, uh and with two good quarterbacks going head to head, it really could be a shootout in my opinion. I think the Eagles, despite their two losses to Seattle last season, really have a good chance of beating the Eagles at uh, sorry, at beating the Seahawks at home, especially with the changes they made. On offense and hopefully in uh you know, for Eagles fans less injuries. Million.
1: I do want to mention that Russell Wilson has never lost
0: to the Eagles in the five times
1: he's played them in his career. So I think this game is anyone's at the moment I think the Seahawks have everything they need to beat the Eagles I think the Eagles have everything they need to beat the Seahawks here mm. See, uh, the Eagles on paper are a more complete team you know they've got a lot of depth at key positions and the front seven will give the Seahawks a lot of trouble but I don't think that'll be the reason for an Eagles win the Eagles offense needs to play incredibly well to gain momentum and stay ahead in this game because we know how well Russell does when he's fallen behind in a game he can come back and be clutch for that team. He's done it so many times, and I don't see how this it would be any different this time around.
2: Who do you guys think Darius will get the matchup on in I,
1: this game? I believe he'll go on Tyler Lockett.
2: Yeah, I think I think he could get DK Metcalf. That's awesome. I, I reckon you get DK Metcalf from this one. Um, obviously, last season in the playoffs when these two teams met, uh, DK Metcalf played very well. Game. Yeah, he pretty broke a rookie record. Yep. so Close out the game with that push um, on the very push at the very end. Um, but like you said, Emelian, these two teams do seem very, very even. I think you mentioned that the Seahawks have everything they need to beat the Eagles, and vice versa. So Week Twelve in Philadelphia, I think it's gonna be a one-score game. I don't know who's gonna take who's gonna win this one.
3: I like that point you guys made about Darius Slay going on DK Metcalf. I think he needs to be on DK for, for DK to be neutralised. I think if yeah. Metcalf goes on anyone else, he will expose that Eagles second.
2: Yeah.
0: I agree. At number one, we have the Kansas City Chiefs at the Baltimore Ravens in week three. This is the obvious number one choice. This is the best game on the whole list. Mahomes has ever played at Baltimore um, but he has beaten the Ravens the both times he's played them both times at Arrowhead stadium Emilian?
1: yeah so this is obviously another installment of the patrick mahomes versus lamar jackson era this is going to be a matchup that we see pretty much every season for the next few years i don't see either of these teams coming second in their division for a while so and the fact that this game is in week three is also huge because the expectations we have of these teams right now mm-hmm. is that they play at a very similar level to last season. The fact that it's this early means we don't know how well these teams will play throughout. If there was week 12 or 13, either of these teams could be significantly worse, yeah. we don't know. But the fact that it's in week 3 here only adds to the anticipation for this game.
2: Over the last few weeks, when we've been um, ranking the Chiefs games, well, the primetime Chiefs games, we've mentioned how the teams, we don't think the teams we able to match the Chiefs' offense. We've said that so many times. I think the first time we've got a team that can match the Chiefs' offense partic- on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Not just defensively, but obviously Lamar Jackson and the Ravens' offense can definitely match the Chiefs on the scoreboard. Yeah. First time we see um, uh, Patrick Mahomes going to Baltimore. Obviously, obviously the home crowd there is going to be difficult, but I reckon we definitely think, obviously, uh, I reckon Patrick Mahomes can. Whether the storm in Baltimore... I. Cannot see this one being this. I can't see this game not being a um one school game. This this is gonna be a very close game. I definitely, definitely, definitely gets to the top ranking in our list.
3: I'd like to follow on from your point before, million about it being early in the season. Last season as well, the Chiefs and Ravens played in Week Three. Yeah, so it'll be back to back Week Three games. Mm-hmm. I think like the last one, which was 33-28 in favor of the Chiefs. I think it will be a high-scoring game. I think the Ravens' offense will get it going, and it'll be interesting to see if the Ravens' defense can slow down. Sorry, that who gets the win here? I'm. Mm. I'm still picking. It's hard to go past the Chiefs. I feel like they can score really quickly, even yep. if they. We saw in that Texans game in the playoffs, we saw how quickly that offense could get going. After a slow start Yeah they, How many points did they score In the second quarter 24? 28 28, 28 point. points Exactly In the second so quarter yeah. Even mm-hmm. if that Ravens I reckon the Ravens Defence will eventually Get tired Patrick Mahomes Will take
0: advantage Of that
2: mm.
0: I think The Ravens win Especially At home In front of that Pretty hostile Home crowd
2: I don't know I don't know who wins this one this is such a 50-50 game for me that's why it's ranked number one yeah exactly I think if the Ravens were able to beat the Titans in that divisional matchup and then really bring it to the Chiefs in that AFC Championship championship I agree I think we could have had such a good AFC Championship there but the, the point with that is that we could be seeing we could I guess the Ravens left a bad taste in their mouth. You know what I mean? Like they they didn't finish the yeah. their season off. We, the like fans were yeah. thoroughly disappointed yeah.
1: with how they formed in if, the playoffs.
2: If they had, I reckon this game would be even more hot than it already is. But I I don't I can't pick a winner. I cannot pick a winner genuinely.
0: <laughs> well, that wraps up our list, our rankings of the twenty twenty Monday football games. Thank you guys for tuning in and. Um, Hopefully listening again next week when we will be going through our all-division teams of the NFC East and NFC North. Make sure, if you haven't already, to follow us on Instagram. That's at Under and on Twitter at the TDU Podcast and on Facebook. See you guys later.